Welcome to the global phenomenon, Surviving the Survivor, where we bring you the best guests in all of true crime. What's up, SDS Nation, and welcome to another episode of Surviving the Survivor, the podcast that promises to bring you the very best guests in all of true crime. And this, of course, is live coverage and analysis of Donna Adelson's hearing this morning on 122 january 22nd uh she is set to appear before judge stephen everett uh courtroom 3g i believe it is it's either g or h but i believe it is 3g in uh the leon county courthouse and um as per usual, uh having some uh confusion over so the court is issuing uh and here's Tim Jansen. The court is issuing good morning, Tim. Good morning. How are you? The court is issuing a Zoom link for this. However, there's also a camera, so it is quite confusing as to uh, how this is all gonna play out. We have the uh Zoom link issued by the court we're going to keep an eye on it obviously at 10 30 it is supposed to get started tim jansen uh keep your eyes on that road if you are driving but what uh what are what are you expecting this morning i'm not expecting that much i'm expecting them to uh file notice and then ask for a trial date um i'm sure that i think they're going to ask for a may trial date they can always change it later but i think they want to put something in stone to have the parties move mm. Uh, April trial date, uh, that'd be incredibly quick. I've asked you this before, Tim, but is Donna potentially playing with fire by trying to expedite a trial too quickly? I'm not sure what Donna's doing. Um, you know, it's the old thing. You, you're going to try the same thing twice and you expect a different result. It appears they're going to try the same silly defense, the same uh, extortion, so-called extortion light because they're going to say or you heard dan say not one person's going to go in there and say she hired them or talked to them about murder that's not required it's not required at all uh for a conspiracy conviction you have to prove she joined the conspiracy she took actions to help the conspiracy uh and by the way i'm not driving i pulled over i'm at a um I'm, I'm on the side of the road, so I'm, I'm not uh, driving. I don't want people to think I'm driving. All right, good. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, we got a lot of people commenting on your tie, Tim Jansen. They're loving the purple tie today. Uh, yeah, I got a sentencing in, in federal court and uh, put my power tie on for the judge. Uh, Tim, <laughs> look, at this, look at this question from Deb C. Do you think they're going to address the Rashbaum interview that I did with him to knock it out, uh, maybe uh, – I don't know, put a gag order in place. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. That's a great question. I was thinking about this morning. What does the state do? Does the state, they have two options, right? Mm -hmm. Let him keep talking and telling them what his defense is going to be, right? When someone's digging a grave, you know, hand him a shovel, let him keep doing it. Or do they feel like he's making some progress and call him out and stop him by having a gag order? Because clearly he should not be talking about the facts of the case, and the witnesses on, on the social media and public airways when the case has not even been tried yet. I'm curious to see if they do anything, and it's going to depend on if Georgia thinks it's helping them or hurting them. Mm. Uh, from Mandy Strong, don't attorneys make more money the longer they can drag this out? Tim Jansen. 
Well, that's not necessarily the case. He might've got a flat fee case. He might've said, I'll do it for 750,000. He might do a million, or he could say, okay, I want a half a million up front. I'm going to bill you $600 per hour. Then of course, then you could, uh, you drag it out as long as you can. You drag it out for four or five years. Right. Um, but I don't know the fee structure he has. Um, my understanding, they're going to try to set this in May is a date they realistically are looking for. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, I think it is a flat fee. I think that is what, uh, Dan Rashbaum told me, uh, part of the interview, Tim Jansen, of course, uh, I asked him about that somewhat incriminating audio tape when Donna is speaking with Charlie on the jailhouse call. She thinks she's disconnected and she starts to talk about fleeing and basically yep. invokes uh, Dan Rashbaum's name saying he said to do this and do that. Uh, is that a problem for Dan? Is that something that could be addressed? It, it is an issue. Um, it's something that's going to have to be addressed either by the court, by the prosecution or the defense. It's clearly going to come up in the trial. And, you know, Dan can't be a witness and a lawyer in the case. Um, who knows what Dan said? Maybe it's completely different than what Donna said. Clients often misinterpret or mis get miscommunications. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. We'll see if the government, if the state files something pre-trial. Um, I don't know. You know, I was looking back at your latest post where Dan was talking about the bump and about the two of us. And he was giving his explanation of it. Just utter nonsense. Just utter nonsense. No one is going to believe that they were just talking. The guy, the bump guy never mentions Charlie's name. And in fact, the guy never mentions it at all. And, and at Dolce Vida, Charlie says, hey, they must not know because they didn't, they didn't mention my name. So it's totally inconsistent with Dan's uh, theory of defense. Uh, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Fernley here. Uh, this is an interesting question, too, because now we know that there's a Tallahassee lawyer uh, who is going to be uh, co-counsel. That is Alex Morris. Do you think Alex is going to do most of the talking today? Do, do we even know who lead counsel is? I believe uh, they're considering themselves co-counsels. That's what Rashbaum right. replied. Uh, but do you think Alex will be in the court? Obviously, he'll be in the courtroom, I assume. And uh, will he be doing the majority of the talking, do you think? Well, if Alex, if Dan and Donna really want to get the benefit of local counsel, they're going to let Alex do most of the talking since they're not in person and they're only appearing in Zoom. And if they want to take advantage of Alex's relationship with the judge and the court staff, they'll let Alex do the talking. Uh, but hmm. we'll see. We'll see if Dan does the talking. It'll give you an idea who the lead counsel is or if there is a lead counsel. Do you have to, how does that work? You have to just give notice to the court that one is a lead and the other is not. Do you even have to give notice? No, no, you don't do that. Um, you, you have co-counsel. Um, and and it, no, you don't have lead counsel. One usually just takes over. Uh, a lot of times you have a more senior lawyer and another, and it's pretty obvious who the lead counsel is by the motions and by the uh, who speaks to the court. So it's kind of, it's a given. Uh, another great question here from Mandy Strong. If Donna thought she hung up, wouldn't she have an expectation of privacy? I think that uh, they will try to get that thrown out. Will it get thrown out? Um, I don't believe that. It's a public phone. You're on a public phone. You are told that it's being recorded, everything you say, just because you can't operate the phone properly um, and you're still speaking while on the phone. I don't think they're going to 
you know, it's like abandoning property. You throw something out there and you don't really have an expectation of property if you leave it somewhere. She left her words out there on the phone. She clearly had the phone on in her on, in her in her hand. So she was speaking. She was just poorly speaking. Uh, we've got uh, Western Australia in the house, South Africa, pretty big Australian contingency. Uh, hello to everyone down under and in South Africa. Kudos to South Africa for their first UFC champion, Adrikas Duplessis is his name. I was watching the fight this weekend. He is from South Africa. Uh, Tim, do you think Rash regrets coming on STS? Um, it all depends on what Rash Bomb's motive was. It appears his motive was to just get out there and and pass his dialogue out, right, and and push this agenda um, because he really didn't answer any of the tough questions. He just only answered the questions he was ready for that are going to fit his little script, his puzzle, as you're going to say. So he probably feels he was able to get something out there. Um, I don't know how beneficial it's going to be. It might help the state more than him. He's kind of given them a tip of what their defense is going to be. Um, by the way, on our second channel now, Best Trials in True Crime, we are uh, currently airing the Michelle Traconis trial. Two alternate jurors have been kicked off of that uh, <laughs> case. So they're now down to six regular jurors. It's a six jury panel and three alternates. So only nine jurors remain in total. And uh, there is some drama happening over there. And I'll bounce in there after this. Uh, so just a quick reminder about that. And then tonight at seven, we're going to do a recap on whatever happens here with Donna, plus go over uh, parts of the uh, Daniel Rashbaum interview that I did with him on Thursday. Uh, from Annie Kay to Tim Jansen, Dan said he talks, uh, meaning Rashbaum, talks to Donna every day from jail. Uh, she's in jail. Do you think that's to cut down on recorded jail calls that can be used? Is that some sort of strategy or are they just uh, are they just strategizing? Well, maybe maybe it is. Maybe that instead of communicating with Harvey, they're going to communicate vis-a-vis Dan so any messages and everything will go through Dan. So there won't be recorded calls between Harvey and Donna. And he can pass messages from Harvey to Donna and Donna to Harvey. That could be a reason why they're calling every day. Uh, because the attorney-client conversation is not recorded, should not be recorded. Uh, just a quick reminder, the hearing is supposed to get going at uh, 1025. I spoke to the court, to Leon County Court, multiple times this morning. Very confusing. They have a Zoom link from <laughs> Judge Everett's chamber, and we I can see that. We have that Zoom link. But apparently there's also a camera, and no one seems to know who is operating that camera, meaning what, me, which media outlet. So uh, we're going to obviously bring you the Zoom. Uh, we might be hearing bits and pieces. I don't know yet. We'll figure it all out. Uh, but again, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, we're going to recap it all. Uh, Tim is not driving. Someone is asking. He is parked. Uh, do you think, Tim Jansen, from Mary Binney, that Charlie would be called as a witness in Donna's trial? Um, that's a little problematic because, one, he's got an appeal pending. And he firmly believes they hired a very good appellate lawyer. So if he got on the stand and testified, any of those could be words could be used against him should he get a new trial 
Um, I think they don't need Charlie. I think they need Donna. I think Donna's going to have to testify uh, if she's going to have any chance at all. And remember, you know, Dan was talking about he doesn't think it's consciousness of guilt, her flight. While the, I believe the court will give the inference and give the instruction to the jury. And if the defense has an alternative theory of why she was fleeing, because she was trying to get away, the jury decides in their decision-making which is viable, okay? So it's still going to get the inference of guilt, consciousness of guilt. The jury decides if it's reasonable or not. Mm. Uh, Silky Keller, uh, I believe she's coming to us from Germany. If Donna appears via Zoom today, do you think she's been instructed to behave? We know the first time in the Tallahassee court, Judge Stephen Everett sort of admonished her, told her uh, to allow her attorneys to speak. Do you think Dan Rashbaum, and I addressed this in the, in the interview, he said that he has spoken to Donna, but uh, do you think she will listen and behave a little bit better, Tim Jansen? Well, Donna's not going to appear today at all. So the only person that's going to appear by Zoom, I think, is Dan from Miami. It's only a case management. Defendants do not come to case management. They only come to real hearings where... Uh, something's happening and the client is required to be there. I do not believe they're going to put her in there in the courtroom on a case management. I think the Zoom is just to keep Dan from having to travel. And I think Alex will be in the courtroom. That's my guess. Uh, uh, Tony Wilcox, if during Don, he's coming to us from Spain, if during Donna's trial they decide that Dan Rashbaum is a witness and can no longer represent her, could we end up with a mistrial? That's absolutely true. You will end up with a mistrial unless Donna waves and Alex says he can proceed without um, a delay and Alex can handle the trial. It doesn't seem uh, like Alex could be ready to go to be trial in May, just getting on the case. A uh, big thank you again to Tim Jansen taking time from his day job as a criminal defense attorney. Uh, I think he's headed over to uh, Gainesville today. Um, let's look at this. Oh, the, I didn't put this up. The COE did. Anyone see Joel on Court TV this morning? He was great. I was on with Julie Grant. Shout out to Julie Grant. We were talking about what to expect from this. We are about one minute away, and Judge Everett is, uh, look at this. Uh, my man Sadiq is back from uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Uh Judge Everett is usually quite prompt, and uh, this is the Zoom feed that we are looking at here. So, uh, you know, Tim, what do you think prompted Dan Rashbaum to reach out to want to come on STS and some other shows? You know, he had a couple of very short sound bites on Dateline Friday night, which was basically a rehash. But what do you think was the impetus for him coming on uh, this uh, the show? It's funny, I, he thought that on uh, this show where everybody was biased, and you think about it, he was a guest on the show. If there's anybody biased, he's the most biased, right? Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a social media frenzy that they feel that the reason Charlie lost because they didn't have any- Good morning, everyone. The hearing yep. will begin once Miss Adelson is placed in her Zoom booth at the jail. I'm being oh, told this gonna is going appear. to take a few minutes. Please be patient, and we'll get started as possible. I hope they fix that but that picture. <laughs> this, this is highly unusual for a defendant to appear at a case management who's in custody. Highly unusual. Why, why do you think it's happening? 
I don't know unless they requested it, but it's really highly unusual. You can waive your client's presence. Most lawyers do. Um, but I guess she wants to appear. She wants to be involved. It goes to show the control she wants. Mm. You can see a picture, actually, of uh, Phil Markell there. Um, he's tuning in. So the Markells are on. So I don't know what is going on. That's on the court side, that uh, psychedelic 1960s black light poster looking shot. I know uh, Space Coast on the West Coast is looking at uh, another live feed that uh, we might bring you. Uh, but there's two, there's, there's two different Zooms going on here, plus a camera in the courtroom. Um, this is courtesy of WCTV. You can see Dan Rashbaum's actually in court there. Uh, are you surprised oh, by so that? Dan, I am surprised. He came up which he probably met with his client on yesterday and they probably have decided what they're going to do and they're going to give a trial date and maybe the judge is going to, are you okay with that trial date? So, okay. So Dan is there. Interesting. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, Yala says, Tim, how can Rashbaum, Dan, Dan Rashbaum taking some notes? We, I don't see Alex Morris, which is interesting. Um, how can who lives in Tallahassee and Dan's down here in Miami, but how can Dan Rashbaum be okay with the with this waivable conflict? If the client is irrational, doesn't he have a duty to save the client from himself? Uh, so he was originally Donna's and Harvey's attorney and then became Charlie's attorney. Right. So on the show, I asked him and he said that he had a sign uh, that they all had to sign waivers. But to this point, Tim, what's your take? Uh, I think y'all is a pretty bright person because sometimes you have to save your client from themselves. And sometimes conflicts are not waivable, even though most defense lawyers believe they can be waivable because you can't come up with every scenario that's going to come up in a trial. And something may come up with that waivable conflict is no longer waivable. And then you're going to get a mistrial. Um and it just seems like Dan is trying so hard to stay on this case um, and get waivers from Charlie and Donna. And and it, it's just interesting. And Harvey, um, like I said, he's so close to this family. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, good morning from Seattle. Um, it's interesting because he speaks about Donna like it's more than just a, you know attorney-client relationship. He says he's really fond of her, has a very close relationship. Uh, this, of course, by the way, is the local Tallahassee WCTV fee, uh, feed, so uh, courtesy to them. Uh, the other feed is still a bizarre, bizarre set of uh, colors. Uh, Tim, what's interesting, I don't see Georgia or Sarah on the state side. Will we see them? Uh, somebody will be there. You, They may not be in the camera. Um, okay. And, and, and Quite frank, frankly, I think Sarah and Georgia will do very little talking. It's all going to be the defense. And they're going to say, okay, what do you want to do? When do you want to set this for trial? What issues? And then I think the state's going to say, judge, we'll be ready whenever the defense wants to go. Uh, Tim, what about this? This is from uh, Jared Ross, who was on the show with you last week. He is a uh, high school graduate uh, with Charlie Adelson, same school. And then he became friends. Yep. Uh, interestingly enough, with Wendy and Dan. He says the only thing 
Dan Rashbaum probably regrets is admitting that he drafted a statement related to the question <laughs> about fleeing. He probably wishes he had just read a statement and not said it was drafted. Uh, what do you think of that, Tim? Uh, I really enjoyed being on with Jared. He gave some great points. And besides knowing the um, Charlie from high school, Jared gives you a good flavor of the community of Tallahassee, what people are thinking. So that's a real double benefit. Um, I think it was problematic for Dan. It was problematic enough that he had to get an ethics lawyer to help him draft it. And he made sure he read it um, because he didn't want to fumble it like I take it, which is an, is an issue when you start having to get ethics opinions about your behavior or, or comments you're making on a public trial that hasn't even taken place. Um, nothing good can come of it, I don't think. Uh, from Bellamy, not really a question, but we need more, quote-unquote, Tim time with Tim on the go to do more of these in your car, Tim. Uh, he's got so much more fire and gusto. I'm here for it all. <laughs> if, you have, if you have questions for Tim, put them in the triple Qs, and I will slide down uh, to the bottom, and uh, I will pick it up there. Look at this. Um, I, by the way, shout-out to Katie Cool Lady. I saw her. And she was asking, this is supposed to be live. Uh, it was supposed to start at 1030. Could this be a change of plea? Uh, any chance of no. that? Yeah. No, and, because and, the defendant would have to be in person. They would not take a felony murder plea on Zoom. Uh, he would have papers in front of him other than a notebook or notepad. Um, no chance he takes a murder plea uh, from Zoom. Mm. Look at this tickled pink music. Tim always looks like he smells good. What an interesting comment that is. I'd, I'd have to say yes. Uh, Bianca says, or Brianna, I'm sorry, a friend of the show here, says that Tim is looking sharp this uh, AM. Uh, Rashbaum, I don't know. He's a, he's a nice guy. I'm glad he came on the show, but he's always looking a little nervous. He's kind of chuckling there. I uh, don't mm -hmm. know about what, obviously. What did uh, Tim, what did you make of this? Donna Adelson arrest video that was released last week where, you know, she's asking for air conditioning and she looks aggravated that she's being arrested. But at no point ever do we hear her say that I'm innocent or I did not do this. What did, what did you make of that arrest video and how it might be played or used in a trial? Well, if I was the prosecutor, I would be saying, look, she looks surprised, but she didn't look shocked did she? She goes, she knew it was coming. That's why she was fleeing. Her actions tell you she knew it was a possibility. That's why she was fleeing. And anybody else would be throwing their hands up, claiming they're innocent. She never said that. She said, this is insane. And I think Harvey said, here we go again. Or you got this wrong two times. Um, interesting. Uh, what's interesting to me is how late this is running. Now, eight minutes now the late. The jail is known for not being able to get their Zoom up. It happens a lot. <laughs> I guess that's what's going on. Uh, Georgia Girl says, uh, tell Tim I want his chocolate chip cookie recipe. Uh, Tim, do you post recipes when you post? On Instagram, he is at Courtroom Chef, but you actually post your recipes, Tim. You know, I don't post the recipes because I don't think I'm um, – as competent as these other people that can do that. 
how you do that. Um, I might be able to send the recipe to that person. I think she direct messaged me, and oh, I will try to go. send that recipe to her. Uh, Teresa in the Republic of Ireland says it is a freezing, stormy Ireland. I'm glad I'm not there. The court uh, from Julia Nelson, could the court remove Rashbaum from representation? They do have that discretion if they want to be, right? If they if they want to they get do, if they feel The court can do that. They won't do it on their own because the Sixth Amendment is so strong that a defendant has a right to the attorney of their choice. If they're put in a position where the state someone brings attention to them that this may lead to a um, conflict and a mistrial, the court will make an inquiry. Uh, would an Alford plea be considered? I'm going to say no, Tim Jansen, but that is a Peggy Sim question, especially not with a defendant here. Well, Peggy Sim probably is a lawyer or somehow knows what an Alford plea is, which shows she's got some experience, but they're not going to be a plea. I think Sarah's sitting right there. Yeah, that looks like Sarah. Looks uh, like Space Coast, do we have audio on this yet? Well, she's actually speaking, so. Trying to, there's, uh, as far as we know, there's no uh, audio. I'm going to bring in uh, the COE here. Well, Rashbaum is speaking. No, yeah, they've already started. Are we hearing audio? Tim, you're not hearing audio, right? I am not hearing audio. Stand by, everyone. So now he must have got a trial date and he wrote a date down, maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing. He wrote something down. And if they give him a trial date, they'll give him, and she's looking, so that's his deputy, and she is um, looking at calendar dates. He's swearing in uh, Donna, and Donna yeah. is, is a asking something under oath. So I'm speaking to the COE uh, right now. There's no audio coming off of this feed once again, but she is uh, trying to record it. Here we go. Here we go. As it relates to your current attorney, Mr. Rauschbaum, representing you, you understand that he has certain duties as it relates to his prior representation with your son. Yes, Your Honor. I understand. You understand his prior duty of confidence that he must maintain under the rules of professional responsibility in some way could affect your representation. I do, Your Honor. And do you also understand in deciding whether or not to waive any conflict concerning this matter, you have the right to obtain independent counsel on that matter? I do, Your Honor. Have you been able to discuss with independent counsel whether or not you waive any conflicts as it relates to the prior representation of your son. I have, Your Honor. And are you, in fact, waiving any such conflicts? I am, Your Honor. There is a second issue as well as it relates to the rules of professional responsibility for attorneys. There is another prohibition within them that 
deals with the matter of an attorney possibly being a witness in a case. I, I do not you. know if the state would seek to call your attorney as a witness for any matter. However, you understand an attorney cannot be both advocate and witness in the same case. I understand that, Your Honor. Do you understand as well if the state attempted to call your attorney for any reason that could materially affect your defense? I understand. Do you also understand you have the right to obtain independent counsel to assist you in making the decision as to whether or not you wish to waive this conflict? Or even the potential of conflict, I should say. Yes, I'm aware of that, Your Honor. And do you waive this potential conflict as well? I do. Mr. Rauschbaum, do you wish there to be any further inquiry as it would pertain to Lazarelay versus State? No, Your Honor. Thank you, Ms. Adelson. That will conclude all testimony that I will need from you today. Does the defense have anything that it wishes to raise this morning? No, Your Honor. Ms. Dugan, does the state have anything that it wishes to raise? No, sir. Very well. So we can settle on another date for case management coming up. You're asking for three weeks from now, Mr. Rushbaum? That would be great, Your Honor, if you could accommodate that. We're somewhere near that. Right. So I have case management coming up again on February 12th. However, that's my normal case management day. Is this something that we're going to be able to accomplish within the, the normal time confines, or we're going to need a carved out date? Ms. Dugan? I, I don't expect any issue would take more than 10 or 15 minutes, so I think a regular court day would be fine. Very well. February 12th at 2.30 in the afternoon. We will schedule the next case management date. Ms. Adelson, once again, you will appear by Zoom, uh, but your counsel will be in the courtroom and you will be able to hear him, obviously, in preparation for any court date. Either him or Mr. Morris can visit with you and discuss all pertinent matters. One question that I did have for the defense as well, is there going to be a waiver of speedy trial or do we know when the 175th day is going to be if we need to start thinking about calendaring a trial? Uh, there's not going to be a waiver yet, Your Honor. Uh, I don't know when the 175th day is, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, uh, we're, we're working diligently with the state to try to figure out a, a trial date. Right. Ms. Dugan, do you wish to be heard as to that issue? No, sir. Very well. With that being said, that covers everything I believe we need to hit for today's hearing. Ms. Adelson, your counsel will be in touch with you to discuss matters before February. I will see you then. Have a good day. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. That brings the hearing to a conclusion this morning. Have a good day, everyone. And just like that, uh, it is over, short and sweet. Uh, it was um, a little bizarre because, like I said, they have they had a Zoom set up for Donna and a Zoom set up for the Markells and a camera. Uh, so, There's Pat uh, Sanford. Pat Sanford Jason right there. He, 
Yeah, the investigator for the state's attorney's office on the right, and Pat Sanford, the FBI agent who arrested Don Adelson at the uh, airport. So, Tim, um, they started off um, waiving conflicts here. Uh, this is the COE. Uh, that's a look at uh, Donna Adelson speaking there. Uh, the COE's doing uh, some work on this for tonight's show where we will be seeing uh, Donna. But, Tim, what do you make of this uh, very short hearing? Well, it looks like someone brought it to the attention of the judge because the judge has already had case law and wanted to get that conflict out of the way. One, with multi-representation, and two, with him possibly being a witness. So I wonder if that was an issue. That's why they brought Donna. But they wanted to have her do the waiver on the record, which is proper. It's another way to um, make this a, this whatever conviction appeal-proof. She's weighed the conflict. She understands it. She talked to independent counsel on both uh, the conflict of representation and the conflict that Dan might be a witness. So they they went ahead and did this early, and somebody informed the court for the court to make that uh, inquiry. Katie Coolady pointing out, Donna looks very much in control. We'll have some of this uh, tonight on tonight's show at uh, 7 p.m., uh, Jody Allgood, where was Alex Morris? It's interesting because Dan was there and he's in my based in Miami. Alex Morris, the Tallahassee attorney, wasn't in the courtroom. You think he had another court date, uh, Tim? He might have. It's not a court week, though. Um, I think it's pretty clear that who's running the show is Dan Rashbaum. Um, from Maui Swift, longtime OG friend of the show, why would Pat Sanford be in the courtroom? He would be there because of any issues of conflict, probably wanted to hear if they were going to set a trial date, um, and because he's seen this thing and he just wanted to be there. Uh, looks like the whole team was there. Jason was there. I didn't mm -hmm. see Georgia. She may have been in another courtroom, but I think it's interesting. Uh, the state is ready to go. And we're waiting to see what the defense was going to pull today. And um, yeah. interesting. Just so I understand it. So the beginning of that hearing was really just the judge making sure that Donna, in fact, waived all these conflicts. The fact that Dan was also Charlie's attorney. Is that correct? That's what it appears to be. We didn't see the first part, but that's what it appears to be. We got the feed when she was he was swearing her in. So they were going to have her waive it on the record. So it's on the record. She's waived the conflict. And then what I thought was really interesting, um, Judge Everett pivoted over and asked um, or told Donna Adelson, look, your attorney could possibly be a witness. Is that in reference to this uh, issue on the so-called hot mic call where he's asking her or she's claiming that he's helping her get out of Dodge. Is that what that's all about? I, I wish we could have seen what Sarah said to the judge, because otherwise, how would the judge know about that potential conflict or potential him being a witness? I'm sure the judge didn't listen to that tape yet because um, it, it wasn't introduced in evidence. So it must have been brought up by the state um, mm. that judge, we may have a conflict. He may be a witness and we want on a waiver that he might become a witness in the trial. Um, I'm guessing now it happened unless there was some motions filed 
under seal. Uh, Tim, I'm not asking this question because it's my show, but do you think the state is aware of that interview? Do you think they watched that interview to see what Dan Rashbaum had to say? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they watched it. Um, KCL pointed out what we were just talking about, uh, that, uh, they hired a local attorney, Alex Morris. And by the way, Dan Rashbaum said that, you know, Donna makes the call. So she hired Alex Morris and was only the South Florida attorney Rashbaum in the uh, courtroom. They mentioned a case law case, Lazar versus the state. I think it was, do you know what that is, Tim, or what that refers to? I'm pretty sure it's got to do with waiving conflict, potential conflict, your lawyer being a witness. And he cited that case and wanted to make sure she had an independent counsel advise her. And she said she did. So he felt he met the requirements for that waiver. And so I think that's the case. I'm not familiar with it by name. Um, actually, this is kind of funny, but a lot of people are asking or noticing that Donna has new purple glasses on and people are asking how she would get them. Is that something that Dan Rashbaum would have to bring her to the uh, county jail? How else would she get new glasses? Well, she would be entitled to glasses. Um, certainly, they could have brought them to her and has to go through the jail. But I think that is a possibility. Um, interesting. She looks in control, doesn't she? Yeah. The I mean, COE's. she looks calm, control, and, and, and that looks like she's is exactly what we thought, right? Yeah. Who else kind of weird? What she did and be, show the demeanor she does. It could hurt her. Yeah. It could hurt her in what way? Tell us. Well, people are going to see she's this deceiving, deceptive, cold-hearted, controlling person. <laughs> and she's acting like it in, in the courtroom. <laughs> um, Lee Dundee is asking, could Sarah Dugan be the lead uh, on this trial? Probably not, right? But what do you think? They're going to try it together, and I'm sure Georgia's going to be the lead. There you go. This is just the case management. You know, Georgia didn't need to be there for this. <clears throat> So what's interesting is uh, some people were betting, oh, well, maybe we'll get a trial date. Uh, no such thing happened today. Now there's just another case management. It will be on mm -hmm. February 12th, two days before Valentine's Day, 2.30 p.m. Donna will be there again by Zoom. What do we expect at yet another uh, case management hearing? It is clear that Donna's in control. It is clear that Donna wants to be at every court appearance, every case management. Donna is going to be involved in this trial. And that is absolutely contrary to any other defendant. I, I've never seen case management, a client in custody, be in this much control and, and be there present. Uh, COE, if you want to put up, because in a little bit, we're going to pivot over to the trials channel where the Michelle Traconis trial is going on and uh, conspiracy to com commit murder against Jennifer Farber Dulos. Uh, but a couple more questions for Tim. Um, there's also uh, they were talking about the 175 days and the waiver of a speedy trial. Right. What is that all about, Tim Jansen? That's a speedy trial deadline. They want to make sure that they don't get beyond it. They don't want Rashbaum to play some trick and 
do a case management. He's not waiving anything. He's not asking for continuances. And so the judge wanted to make sure that's not a problem. He said it's not, and then they'll have to set it. As long as they set it within that 175, um, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll set a trial date the next case management. A couple more uh, questions for Tim here, and then we're going to pivot over to uh, the other trial. Let me just bring that up so you guys can see it. This is our new channel, Best Trials in True Crime, and uh, it's YouTube.com at Surviving the Survivor Trials. Uh, you can check that out. But, uh, Tim, this question here oh, from Caviana. Caviana, do you think the state, we just kind of went over this a little bit, brought it to the court's attention that her attorney may be a witness? Was it the state I who think, brought it to the I think that is. Um, I don't, I think that's right. It appears that way because Sarah did stand up and make a, a, a call. And right after um, she stood up, then the judge swore in Donna Adelson. I can't, I don't know for sure, but it, clearly Donna was sworn in for some reason. And I think it was the state that wanted to have the conflict waived on the record. Uh, Julia Nielsen says, seems they're going to trial as fast as they can possibly go to trial. Do you get that sense, Tim? I do. I do get that sense. And um, unless something comes up, I think that's true. I think they are. And then uh, Laura wants to know, Tim, does the 175 days start the day that she was arraigned? That's correct. There you go. Uh, Tim is driving, that's, so I'm going to let him. Correct. Tim has uh, got to get to court. But, Tim, you're the man for always jumping in with us and uh, giving us the explanation here. Um, I will go through a couple more questions, and then we're going to pivot over to the other uh, on to the other uh, trial on best trials in true crime with Michelle Traconis. Tim, have a great day, man. Be safe. Okay. Thanks. Bye. That is uh, Tim Jansen, famed Tallahassee uh, defense attorney. If I was a state, I'd want Rashbaum on the case for sure. They've already cleaned the floor with him once and got a good, solid conviction. Why not repeat? It looks like uh, the state hasn't really brought up any major objections so far. Of course, they are talking about that jailhouse call between Donna and Charlie, where Donna talks about a guy named Dan, presumably Dan Rashbaum, giving her advice about the, uh, about uh, when to flee and how to flee. Uh, Dan, by the way, was not, as far as we know, officially counsel for Donna at that point, but it looks like there's uh, some attempt at possibly calling Dan Rashbaum at possibly or potentially calling him as a witness because of that. So we will see. But uh, this, of course, was live coverage. Uh, Black Widow in the doctor's office saying that she had a pay attention with no sound, which is tough, but she's going to check it out later. Uh, Lolly Dama here. Good morning from beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. Is Donna's husband allowed to visit her? If not now, when will he be able to visit her? I don't think there are any visitors allowed at the Leon County Jail. If she's convicted, it would have to be at state prison. I think the rules were affected because of COVID. I will double check that, but right now I don't think uh, that He's able to visit her and look at Mandy strong. Uh, Donna looks healthy. She does. She's got those new prison glasses. People said she's not going to make it through this trial. She's a strong. Uh, she is a strong 
uh, woman, and she's not that old. 73 is the new 53, and she appears to be in good shape. Let's pray this doesn't happen. They may subpoena Joel uh, because of my interview with Dan Rashbaum. If you guys did not see it, it was this past Thursday at 5 o'clock. Uh, what happens if Rash is a witness? Uh, he was saying earlier it could become a potential uh, mistrial. So this is getting interesting and bizarre all at the same time. Uh, we will see how it plays out. Just a reminder, uh, by the way, this is another interesting question. Nothing was mentioned of this. Wonder if the evidence on Donna's phone is the reason Dan could be called as a witness. Uh, maybe. We don't know. Uh, but they did seize um, but they did seize uh, some iPhones and iPads. But uh, just a quick reminder again, next court date for Donna Sue Adelson, February 12th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. It is two days before Valentine's Day, uh, just in about three weeks time, February 12th, 2.30 p.m. Uh, Donna will be there uh, via Zoom. Uh, but you heard it here, no court date. Uh, set yet, but they believe during the next case management hearing on that date, February 12th, there will be a court date set, according to Tim Jansen. Uh, we'll see if, in fact, that happens. And it looks, by all indications, that the state is looking to uh, get to a speedy trial within 175 days. We'll see if that happens. Bonnie Lee Lopez in Chile, Vermont. She looks medicated. She's had her benzodiazepines this morning. Who knows? Uh, let's help us get to 100K. That is coming up uh, around the corner. Donna looking like Elton John. These are some hilarious comments. I'll read a few more. Donna is a very good architect. Rashbaum did not look worried from Fleur Delise. Uh, what was this? Something about Donna. I saw something about Donna baking cookies, but I don't think that's. Oh, did Donna breaks banana bread. Uh, Donna bakes banana bread for dead. He said he likes her. Uh, for Dan, though, I think is what he's meaning. Uh, so there we go, everyone. Donna Sue Adelson will be back in court February 12th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. We are switching over here to STS Best Trials in True Crime right now. I'm going to stick around there for a little while as we watch what's going on in the Michelle Traconis case with a Connecticut State police officer talking about blood splatter in the garage in that case. And then 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, we will have a full show on this hearing and also recapping uh, the Dan Rashbaum interview and getting some more perspective on that. No, thank you, KCL, for being here until 7 o'clock tonight or until I see you over at the Trials Channel. Love you, America. Love you, everyone. There and far. Final seconds of the game, a chance to score and the chance has gone begging. If your business's commerce platform keeps missing the target on golden opportunities, get the MVP you deserve. Get Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool that you need to start, run and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel 
So whether you're selling signed football boots from Shopify's in-person POS system or you're vending vintage shirts on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ranks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com forward slash ranks to take your business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash ranks.